Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Welcome to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He's in studio. In studio. Yeah, Tom in Swiddle. studio today. How you doing, pal? Good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Man, you look good. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, that tan, yeah. you know. Guy called, with a, um, who's the uh, head lifeguard on, uh, on that show that used to be... Uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, that's who Will <laughs> called me. He said, you look like David Hasselhoff. And I said, I think you're ripping on me, but I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Hey, um, let's get this out of the way. You were yeah. supposed to be up at, at uh, Camp Randall. Yeah. Uh, the promo said, hey, we're going to talk to a bunch of these right. guys. You're going to be at the spring game. And really late in this process, they came back and said, we couldn't yeah. have you up there. This was actually weeks in the making. All right. I mean, honestly, from the time I first reached out to Wisconsin until we got permission, which was Wednesday, to do the show yeah. on Wednesday, uh, was about a four-week process of back and forth, et cetera. Anyway, so, yeah, we had it all set up. We were going to be at practice today. Yep. And uh, literally, as I'm driving to Madison on Thursday for the clinic, I got an email that said, we cannot do the show at the practice as planned because of the compliance office said that we huh. couldn't do the show. So the only thing I can think of, Mike, is that we would have given Wisconsin like an unfair recruiting advantage oh, yeah. or something <laughs> by doing the show there because we, you know, obviously everybody across the country is listening. Yeah, or something. Of course they know. are. And we all those uh, five-star guys going to Alabama would now turn around and come right, right. to Wisconsin. Well, I'm happy you're here. It's good I am to too. see you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, – it's been a while. It has. And it's time for us to start talking football again, which, which I love. Let me run down today's show, by the way. Uh, 10 15, we're going to talk to Dan Brunner, who's the executive director, WFCA. Um, John Hoke, president elect. And uh, he is up at Lancaster High School, correct? Correct. Mike Bartholomew going in the Hall of Fame tonight. Tonight, yeah. Yeah, he's in town. He is in town, and like I said, he, he, he's he got a nice tan like yourself. Well, he's a Vegas he's guy now. He's a Vegas now. guy now, yeah. Yeah, Doug Sarver's going to join us at 11 o'clock. He's the president of the All-Star um, game, the chairman of that. We'll talk to him. Um, Don Kensinger? Kenzior. Kenzior from Luck High School going in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he's, he's Mr. Eight-Man Football in the state. Man, that's awesome. I look forward to talking to him. Yeah. And then uh, Tony Biola, past president He's uh, the combine's coming up. Right. He's a Wisconsin Rapids guy, and we're going to talk to him about the combine. Uh, but before that, let's talk a little bit about 
this weekend, how, how's uh, how's the clinic been going? I think it was an outstanding clinic. You know, it's a little different because typically on Saturday we we have speakers, but because of the Badger practice, we we didn't uh, schedule anything for that uh, this morning. So, you know, anticipating all the coaches would be going to the practice, but uh, you know, it, w- it was kind of a funny week for us in that a lot of schools spring breaks fell this week. Right. So guys that, that I would always see at the clinics, some of them were not there because they were with their family on vacation. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, Mike, to see how that may have affected our numbers. It didn't seem like to me noticeably just, you know, you get used to the crowds at, at a clinics and sure. it didn't look any less to me, but there were some familiar faces that weren't there because of that. Boy, you had some really good uh, uh, headliners. Oh man. Last night, in fact, I, I introduced and uh, hosted for Gus Bradley, the Los Angeles Chargers defensive coordinator. <laughs> Mike, I have never seen a more dynamic speaker. I, I'd, I'd have to go back to an old all-con – or uh, remember the Journal Sentinel? At that time, the Journal did their all-conference stuff, and they yes. would get, like, speakers, and they would get all the players and stuff. I, I heard Bart Starr speak one time, and he was outstanding, right? But uh, Gus Bradley was – absolutely outstanding last night and and just had people riveted he would like afterwards you just wanted to go out and right. coach you know <laughs> you know for me um going to basketball clinics jimmy valvano yeah was the, he followed lute olson who was at arizona and lute was very dry and very professional and he had his board and he talked about specific and then valvano got up and he said hey is lute are you still in the uh, in the room lute you here no Forget about everything he said. He <laughs> said, you yeah. know what? You want to win games, go out and get good players. Yeah. He said, now don't go out and get them the way they said I got them. And then he went into Vince Lombardi. Oh, my. He talked about Vince Lombardi and 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 what impact Vince Lombardi had on Valvano's life. Yeah. Not only through his father, but through the books. And, and he modeled himself kind of like that. Yeah. And how he thought Vince would handle stuff. It was really, and at the end, He'd spend five minutes on on how be a better coach, be a better man, be a better father, be a better husband. And here's, and you wanted to run through the wall for the right, guy, right. similar to what you're talking about with Gus Bradley. Well, and, and the thing, and, and Gus Bradley did the same thing. He talked about those influences that he had, guys like Pete Carroll, you know, uh, guys like uh, Monty Kiffin, you know, I mean, just names you know from football, right. you know, and and I. He didn't want me to like introduce him with his background. He's just a really humble guy. I mean, this guy's been a head coach in the NFL. Older you know? guy or no, no. I he he graduated from from North Dakota State. I want to say in the late eighties. Okay, you know, so he's not that old. Right. You know, but he's he's had a lot of experiences. Anyway, he he didn't want me to talk about any of that. Oh, don't you know? You don't have to bring that up. You know, when I was with Tampa or you know the Jacksonville, whatever. <laughs> But I had to read a quote, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was something to the effect like he was at Tampa Bay working with Monty Kiffin, yeah, uh, who's a great defensive coordinator, right? And Jim Mora got the job for the Seahawks. And Monty Kiffin, on his own, called Jim Mora to talk about Gus Bradley. Okay. And and basically the quote was something to the effect like he's, he's one of the finest, if not the finest coach I've ever been around. He's an A-plus coach. Wow. You have to talk to this guy. Wow. You know, what an endorsement. What an endorsement, for sure. Hey, um, a lot of other things going on uh, up at the clinic. And, and, look, anytime we have coaches, college coaches from all over the country that come on the high school football show I do, 
and we talk to them about different stuff, they come back to the, they talk about the clinic. Yeah. And they say, hey, how was the clinic this year? I didn't get there this year, but I've been there in the past, and it's just the best high school football clinic in the country. And this is from guys from around the country. Yeah, it, we have that reputation, and we're very proud of it. We have the largest football-only clinic in the country. I mean, we, we're going to have, even when our numbers, it might not be what it's been in past years, but it's still going to be over 3,000 coaches Wow, will have been there. Hey, and I was on the phone like two minutes after you got the news that you had to come in studio with me. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you sounded chipper. <laughs> <laughs> sounded just chipper, Mr. Uh, you you got to fire up. That It's it's, <laughs> it's like two days of, of, of just nonsense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Ingrid was in the car. She yeah. was giggling a little bit. She was. She was giggling a little bit. Hey, some of the other people, the headliners, Paul Christ, he he spoke. Yes. Right? Um, John Settle. Yes. Uh, Scott Peters. Bobby April Jr., yeah. who is uh, LSU special teams, and uh, he is an NFL special teams coach as well, oh, in 2004 through 2008. Yeah, he was coach. He was a special teams coach in the NFL twice. Really? Bobby April, yeah. And his son is on the Badger staff. Ah. So these guys, um, big draws, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anybody ask? Can you ask questions and stuff like this? Oh yeah, yeah. In Anybody fact, ask Paul Chris who the starting quarterback is? <laughs> Nobody asked that no, question because no. he's not answering it. No, no. If, if he knows who it is, he's not saying. <laughs> yeah, you get kind of a, a state of Wisconsin football address with with Paul every year, which is really nice. And then something that I enjoy because you know I I still have a player at Wisconsin who's playing, but they they go through all the state players and they have a picture of them. Yeah, individual picture of every really? player with their high school coach's name on there. They do the entire – every kid from the state, you know, gets that. Wow. And it's it's really neat. And you know, to sit in the audience and, you know, to be able to, you know, there's my guy, you know, and there's my name. Right. It, it just has to make everybody feel good in the room. Oh, there's there's no doubt. Hey, um, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, no longer the head coach at Milwaukee Tech. No longer. Decided to yeah. step down. I stepped down about a month ago. Yeah. Um, and and for various reasons, you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. And um, you know, how is it going to be the second time around? Do you think for you? As far as are you are you retired now? Or are you going to be uh, coaching? I I have no plans. I'm I'm laying low. You know I've. I, I I don't have any plans and in, in that I'm going to jump back in. Phone been ringing? Yes, I bet. Yes. Yeah. Their, their phone's going to ring more now. Yes. Because some of the guys who might not know that you've right. stepped down, um, there. If you 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 know that there's 50 people you could call if you wanted to continue. And, right. And I've had you know really great people who have approached me and and you know hey I, I heard and you know that. We've always got a spot for you. I, I just don't know what I want to do yet. You yeah. know, I'm, I, I'm stepping back. You know, and and uh, you know, it, it for me, and I have to say this. You know, it was a great experience at Tech for me. It really was, and we worked really hard. And for me, my biggest goal there was to give the kids at Tech the exact same experience that a player at Brookfield East would have, or Wauwatosa East, or any other places I've been. Right. Yeah. You know. I wanted that kind of quality program, and it's just very difficult to do that. And uh, and that's not the reason I left. Believe me, um, it, I, I left because I mean I, I was willing to come back. I wanted to come back. We had worked really hard, and, and I would describe our progress as very small, tiny baby steps. You know, I mean, we were starting to get there, but it was it's a struggle. 
you know, the kids don't come to practice. They, right. they, they don't come to workouts, you know. And anyway, you know, I, I didn't have a pass to get in the building. You know, I didn't have a key to the room or the ice machine. I mean, just little things that you wouldn't, you know, I couldn't run off stuff there. You know, I mean, just little things that would just, not to make my job easier, but just come on, you know, hey. support, support the program. Hey, Tom, you know what? Um, I've coached at a lot of places. Yeah. And, and I know I've coached at places where the administration, they're okay that you're there, but they're not buying in. And I've now, and Martin Luther is, yeah. has an administration, and I've told these guys this, that are fully, fully invested yeah. in, in making your program successful. What can we do to help you? Yeah. How can we help you? Now, we're not going to pass any kid that doesn't deserve to be there. Right. But if we can help you by making sure that you have keys for the room where the ice is. Yeah. See, it's just basic stuff. When we had this conversation, and look, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but you you really love these kids. Oh yeah, you loved them. Oh, and, and that was and the, had, that's the hardest part. It's yeah. a step away from kids that you've developed relationships with, that quite frankly need you. You know what I mean? It's sort right. of like you know what I brought to the table was something they hadn't had. You know, in regards to just like football, right? You know, and and somebody who you know wanted to be there, right? And knew what he was doing, and I you know. I'm going to stop it there because I could go on and on about it, but but I I, yeah. I commend you for trying it and wanting to go back, and and um, having the opportunity to go back. Oh yeah, but to go back to doing what you did last year, what didn't wasn't going to make any sense. Well, but I'll tell you the the the, the factor. You know, I I know we're, we're bumping up against a break, but Tech is a Division three school enrollment wise in football, and they. You know, they add charter schools to that that you get hardly any kids from, you know, and all of a sudden now you're Division Two. Well, Tech decided to to co-op next year with School of the Arts. So now Tech is 2,300 kids, you know, and, you know, if you make the playoffs, you're playing, you know, Muskego, Marquette or somebody. Right. And I, But here's the biggest reason. School of the Arts gets out at 355. Tech gets out at 245. We, we wouldn't start practice till 440, 445. I, I just think it's going to be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. I just do. Well, and, but, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. I didn't want to have to bring it up. Yeah. And but it's, it makes, uh, you know, it, coach, it makes no sense. It, it's, it, to it, me, it didn't. No, it did not But doesn't. nobody cared what I thought. You know what I no. mean? Nobody cared. Well, so. that's, you know what? Again, getting back to the administration of where, I, where I've coached the last four years, who cared? I, they, yeah. they want to know all of it. They right. they want to be part of all of it, and you can see the success we had. Yeah, and I'll say this: I, I'm not saying kids at school of the arts or the charter schools no. shouldn't play, but put them on schools that are already Division One. That you're not going to take you know schools out of where they belong, you know, and, play, and, but play at a school that already is Division One. And somebody who maybe is a little closer and, and closes school. A little bit closer. Yeah, you would to think work. you'd want your schools to end at the what, same time. What would your kids do for two hours? I don't know, and that scared the death out of me. And yeah. that's a long conversation I had with the athletic director. We're gonna get to a break. Dan Brunner. Uh, we're, I can't believe we're gonna have to cut him short, but yeah. yeah, he's the executive director for the WFCA. We'll talk to him on the other side. This is the Pick and Save WFCA show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You mess with one man, you got a song. 
Oh, welcome back to the Pick and Save WFCA show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member Tom Swiddle. We are now joined by Dan Brunner, Executive Director of the WFCA. Dan, how you been? Good, Mike. Good. Hey, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. Uh, can you tell us who the starting quarterback for Wisconsin is? It's not uh, Hornibrook. There you go. <laughs> no, it is not Hornibrook. He's uh, Leroy Butler's all excited. They finally got somebody at Florida State that's played quarterback lately. So he uh, he's excited about that. Hey, let's talk a little bit about how the clinic has gone this year. It's uh, it, it actually was uh, phenomenal. I, I I was just really really happy with how everything went. Uh, we had some great out-of-state high school guys who were just blown away by the clinic. Um, we were so happy to be here, and, you know, our in-state guys were phenomenal. And, and we, you know, Tom can tell you, we concluded the speaker sessions last night with an awesome, high-energy guy, the D coordinator for the uh, Chargers, Gus Bradley. One, one of the finest sessions that we've ever had. You know, Tom had talked about Gus Bradley. Yeah. And how uh, he, uh, how great he was, and, and what a good speaker, and how what a motivator he was. Uh, that's really cool. Hey, you're you're at the spring uh, one of the practices. You're at the Badger practice right now. Yeah, I'm heading over there. Uh, it'll, it'll actually start at eleven. Right now, uh, the Badgers are doing tours for the high school coaches, uh, taking them through all the facilities, locker room, player lounge, uh, the weight room. Uh, Getting uh, all our guys to get a, a firsthand, up close view of the all the renovations that have been done. Hey Dan, you know one of the things that that I brought up with Mike uh, in the first segment were we, we kind of summarized the clinic a little bit as well. Um, it kind of fell in a weird week this week, you know, with with spring break being uh, you know the week for for many schools. Um, can you talk about you know how far out you have to book this clinic? And just to give people, like, it's not ideal, but yeah. we really don't have a choice, right? No. You, you know, you run up against a number of things that we have to take into consideration. Uh, first and foremost, <clears throat> excuse me, have to, you know, we have to look at the availability at the hotel, and they give us a priority. But it's, it's pretty much five years out you have to book. We want to, you know, three things we want to do is avoid Easter, avoid boys' basketball tournament, and avoid spring break. And, uh, you know, I guess you really yeah. two out of three, it ain't bad. But um, it, it's tough. I mean, you you know, you got young coaches with families, and it's tough enough the time demands on their families during the football season, you know. And then when you come to spring break and they have to tell their wife and their kids, uh, I don't think we're going anywhere because I'm going to the, uh, Madison for the clinic. That, that gets a little rough uh, over the dinner table. So, we understand that with young coaches, and it's just it's just the way it is, you know. And, and we we don't have a lot of options there. Yeah, and when you and when you look ahead, then um, you know, probably the next several years we're in good shape with all of that. You know, Easter being so late this year kind of is the the monkey wrench in this. Yeah, it, it, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you know, Easter's pretty far. We don't have to worry about Easter. Well, then when it's so late, the school districts bump up. You know, they don't tie their spring break into Easter. 
so you know that's where the dilemma is. But yeah, you're right, Tom. Um, in the next couple of years, I think we're, we'll be in a better situation in terms of avoiding that spring break thing. Dan, one of the, the I think the the finer things that happens at the clinic are the the bashes. Talk a little bit about the the Badger Bash on Thursday night, and then the high school bash on on Friday night. Yeah, and, and you know where we get a lot of positive feedback is is from these out of state coaches, either college or high school, and and they tell us you know they haven't seen anything like this, you know. The bash is such a it's a great informal gathering that takes place on Thursday and Friday night, as you said. And what we do one night, we'll have all of the Badger assistant coaches spread around the room with whiteboards and seats by their station, and they do a very informal chalk talk where you know it's up up close and personal. Coaches can pick the brains and 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 get specific questions answered in great detail uh, that you don't get in a regular session. And, and, and you top it off, there, you know, there's snacks and beer and soda and a, a gash bar there. And then we, we, we uh, you have a phenomenal guy, Jerry Gombieski, who runs a raffle during those two bashes. And they, they'll raffle off beer for a year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> J.J. Watt, um, you know, with, uh, you know, this year we had a badger and with all three Watt brothers on it, raffling off, and then it phenomenal other prizes if you don't win the 50-50 raffle. You've got other things. So it's just a, a great social gathering with a lot of intense football information mixed in. And then we do that on Friday night again, and instead of the badger coaches being around the room, we have prominent high school coaches from around the state uh doing the same thing spread out. You know, one guy does quarterbacks, one guy does DNs, one guy does a whole line, another guy D line, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's just a great way to end the day on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Boy. You know, I have to laugh, Dan, because, uh, you know, I, I know, you, you, Mike, you got to hear Dan working the microphone as we're trying to hawk <laughs> these raffle tickets and the things he says. It's so funny. But I, both nights I – I had to go to bed. You know, I was I was worn out, and and my wife, who's down there working the raffle with Jerry and and the other people, you know, she comes in later than you know she's she's coming in later than I am because she is there to the bitter end. As I left the uh, the hotel this morning to come down to the show, Dan, I saw Jerry Golombieski, and he had the biggest smile on his face. He hit his goal for money. You know, the the, oh, the raffle, which all goes to what Dan? What when Jerry Dollar raises this, what does it go to? Yeah. Goes to scholarships. Scholarships. He, that guy is—he is one of the most selfless persons you will ever meet, and he's all about the WFCA and what you know. He—you he, never have to ask him. He's—he'll—he'll he'll, on a weekly basis say, "What do you need? What can I do?" Yeah. You know, it, it's like you can't do any more, Jerry. I mean, yeah. it's just—he's phenomenal, and it goes toward our Hall of Fame scholarship fund. Which last year, Mike, we gave twenty four one thousand dollar scholarships. Wow, that's awesome! Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah, to to seniors, to see graduating yeah. seniors who's graduating you, seniors. you know yeah. anybody can get nominated for, but we obviously look at kids whose whose dads are members of the WFCA. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah, not just not just football players, and we'll have guys that are, are um, uh, managers. We'll have 
daughters who are uh, student trainers or equipment managers or uh, videographers, et cetera. So it, it's really great. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Enjoy uh, heading over to that practice. Are you coming back now tonight or are you waiting until tomorrow? Um, well, I'm be at the Hall of Fame banquet, and our, you know, our plan is to uh, come back in the morning. Yeah, a boy. One of my former high school coaches, Frank Budish, is being honored at the banquet, so I'm hoping to spend some time uh, with Frank after the banquet. Boy, just uh, if, if, if you've been around Milwaukee football at all, that if you don't know that name, man, you, you haven't been paying attention. That's one of the all-time greats right there, Coach. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Hey, Dan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're going to get to a break. Our other side of the break, John Hoke will join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You mess with one man, you got a song. The boys are uh, Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. First one of the year. I love doing this show with Coach Tom Swiddle. We are presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Now joined by President-elect of the WFCA, John Hoke from Lancaster High School. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, bringing the end of the... A uh, great clink that we have here, and uh, just a great day. Well, the Hall of Fame night, I, I was a part of that a couple years ago, and I got to tell you, it's something special. These guys that are going in tonight and being a part of this, and, and for the, the award that I got, Mark Stewart, and he really deserves it, writer for the Journal Sentinel, a big fan of his and the stuff that he does. Man, a special way to end the clinic is the, is the Hall of Fame uh, banquet. Yes, it is. It's a... Uh... It brings everything to a to a end of our clinic of a, a great job that uh, everybody on the executive board and and Sharna you can't say enough about that and Dan and his wife what they do and then we put together the Hall of Fame and, and we're going to have over 600 people here uh, tonight uh, to to celebrate the induction of the Hall of Fame and the award winners we have this year. Hey John, um, before I experienced it. I was told about it by a number of guys. Joe Cook just raved about it. Tom Swiddles raved about it. Um, Ron Davies raved about it. And and I, I would listen to the stories, but until you experience it, until you're in that room and you're hearing what's going on and seeing what's going on and feeling it, I don't know if you get a true idea of, of how just great this, this night is and how, how well it's run and, and how appreciative these coaches are, not only for getting the awards, but the guys in the crowd, how, how they're just so happy for the guys that are getting inducted and part of this, this Hall of Fame family that you guys have done. And I hope that you never take for granted how well it's run and how gr- what a great night this is. No, I, and, you know, and, and I, I came for many years, some of my assistants got uh, nominated and I finally was able to get put in, but this would have all been possible without the leadership that Dick Rundle and him starting this Hall of Fame activity as far as our association and and what what he did. I'd be I'd be a little bit uh, short if I didn't 
say about how Dick does. And it is a great event. It is just uh, until you get there, it's amazing the little notes you get from people. And I didn't realize it was such a great honor. I, you know, and and how appreciative they are for being nominated and and being selected. It, it's 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 great. A few years ago, uh, Mike, we we put Ron Wolf in, like yourself, you know, a service type award yep. for all the things that you know he's done for football, and he was so impressed by the the all uh, excuse me the Hall of Fame banquet that he actually had the people who do the Packer Hall of Fame banquet connect with Dick Rundle, and you should talk to the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association how they do it. Wow. Yeah, and he was that impressed. Well, so. and, and I was as well, and my whole family. Do you, do you know, my mom said, look, I thought it was going to a little banquet like at St. Peter and Paul. <laughs> you know, I thought there would be like, you know, 50 yeah. or 60 people. And she when, when I went over to the table before I I, I got, you know, I sat at the, 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 the table in the front, she said, what is going on here? Are you kidding me? And I said, what did you think? And she said, I really thought there'd be 50 or 60 people, and I was a little surprised we had to drive here. But, wow, this is impressive. And she still talks about it, yeah. Tom. She still talks about that night and how impressive it was and how well run it was and the food was good and the, the people yeah. were all just really happy. And I hope that you guys that are in that bubble – you know, you're in that bubble, and so you're used to it, and you've been a part of it, and you see it. When people uh, when people go there for the first time, it is really, really impressive, and yeah. I hope that you guys never take that for granted. John, this year's uh, this year's P- guys that are going in, um, that's a pretty impressive class going in this year. Yes, it is. It's just it's just amazing when you look at them and and you go through it, and how many years they have, and and uh, it it. it, it I remember watching some of these guys coach and uh, win a lot of football games and, and, and then have the opportunity to be part of that that selected them. And uh, along with Tom, and there's a committee that gets together and selects them during the summer. And it, it, It's a whole year process, as you know, to get ready for this uh, one night coming up. And, um, but the crew that is going in is just unbelievable. Hey, John, so um, you ran again, and you're going to be the pre- your president-elect of the WFCA, um, a lot of time and sweat equity goes in to, to, to doing all the things that you guys do with the WFCA. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that you ran again and you're willing to, to put in the work to do this again. Well, I, I really enjoy this association and, the, and, the, and it wouldn't be, you wouldn't enjoy it if it wasn't for the people that are in executive staff and, uh, you know, with, with Dan, his leadership, and then also all the people that are on the executive board, uh, you know, it's a good group of people that to work with, and it's been fun. It's been fun. I've been involved in that for quite a few years now, and uh, you know, and that's what brought me back to it. And I just didn't want it uh, to kind of, I don't, I don't know, go south. I just felt that I could still give us something here, the second round. <laughs> well, and you know, John, I feel the same way. That's why I stay involved. It's it's the people. But the thing that that uh, has always impressed me is sort of the selfless kind of attitude the executive board and the and the region reps. You know, it's you, you can't think. You know, you can think about your situation at your school and try to just make it good for your school. You right. know, but nobody does that. It's like what is best in the state for football, and you even have guys like Matt Bensfield, the uh, uh, coach at Kakwana 
who with the new football-only conference is in a situation that's going to be tough for, you know, Kakana. But he even said, yeah, we're going to appeal where we've been placed, but I understand why we did this. You know, I mean, he gets it, you know, and to have guys yeah. like that involved is is remarkable. Yeah, and, you know, I'd be a little bit short if I wouldn't say that uh, um, with Wade Lebecki at WIA, the working relationship that, has been developed over the last five to 10 years with him being the football person there at WIA. It's, it's, it's made it easier for us than it used to be. Right, Tom? Yeah, a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Hey, John, you know, and, and I'm a basketball coach and I talk to coaches on a weekly basis and, and it's easy to take shots at, at people at the WIA. It is. But Wade is a guy that I'm telling you, he gets it. And he works hard. He 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 works for the WIAA, but he works for his members. And he doesn't, in my view, he doesn't always get it right. But he, but but he can explain himself as to why he's going the way he's going. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of his. I saw him up at the state basketball tournament and came over and congratulated me on the team that that I was coaching and and uh, said, hey, look, you know, well done. I've been following you guys and. And I said, well, that's pretty good for a football guy. He said, yeah, I follow all you guys. So I, I'm a big fan of his. So I'm really glad that you brought his name up. And the working relationship between the WFCA and the WIAA, it just makes life a lot easier when you guys are on the same page. Definitely. And, uh, you know, and I, honestly, it wasn't always like this. I'll, I'll guarantee you that, and that we kind of would go in there and kind of like we want some, and they would kind of figure out a way and – of how we weren't going to get it right, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it almost felt like that, even though it probably wasn't. But well, we, it would we go in with an open mind. And, yeah. And we would go in at times, and no kidding, we'd be like, all right, do we ask if this would have a chance of going? <laughs> and if it does, then we would pursue it. I mean, it's like we were just like that. Like, right. You know, we were just always oh, roadblocks. Almost for everything. like you, what you were like in bars at eighteen. You knew the girl was going to say no. Why even go up and why even go up and say hello? Hey, John, thank you so much. I appreciate your willingness to come on the show today. We're going to have to hit this break because we can't cut Mike Bartholomew short, man. You know he's going to have oh, a lot to say. I talked to him this weekend. He's a, he's one of the guys that are going in, and we're just happy to have him and. I appreciate uh, what you do for football and what Tom and you do with this radio show. It's, it's uh, Dan taught me how to get it over in Lancaster through our uh, phone system, or my wife does it. But <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're able to listen to it on Saturday, and it's it's fun to listen to. I John Hoke, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, and and we appreciate all the work that that you do for the WFCA. Um, have fun tonight, and uh, get home and relax a little bit tomorrow because I'm sure you'll be tired. I will be. I've been back to work on Monday. So There you go. That's John Hoke. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, going into the Hall of Fame tonight, Mike Bartholomew uh, from Oak Creek. We're going to ask him, uh, what's the weather like in Vegas? I'm sure he's dying to get back to the winners here in Wisconsin. This is the Pick and Save WFCA show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Newspaper clippings fill the coffee shops. The old men will always think they know it all. Young girls dream. Uh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association. It's the boys of fall, man. 
Here we go. We're presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. I know it doesn't feel like fall, but you know what? For today, it is. It is It's fall. the boys of fall because, man, when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's a special, special night. And uh, one of our friends, a guy from this area, from Oak Creek, Father, big-time football coach, and, and now he's going to the Hall of Fame, the class of 2019, and he's a friend. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of the show, and I miss I miss talking to him. He's in Vegas. He's all tan. He looks good. Whatever. Oh, he yeah. misses the winners. I don't care what anyone says. Like right now, you and Bart could have a tan contest. I well, swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Five days in Mexico will do that to you, I got to tell you. <laughs> Mike Bartholomew. Bart, what's going on, Coach? How are you? Yeah, it's a it's a bit chilly today. Yeah, whatever, man. Take your <laughs> take your uh, take your weak blood and get out of here if you think this is chilly, man. Hey, we uh, welcome back to the state of Wisconsin. We miss you having you here. I gotta tell you, um, but congratulations! What a big day for you and your family. Well, I had a, I had a, uh, a buddy of mine that I that I taught with uh, at Oak Creek when he found this out and. Um, and he sent me a text message and said, um, it really is an award for you and because your wife is as, as much of a recipient of this just based on, you know, and this is a guy that I coached for many years, based on the sacrifice she makes, you know, and then your kids too because, you know, you're not only raising your kids, but you're doing your best to raise, you know, uh, 150 kids on a yearly basis. And, you know, it really is a, it's an award for everybody in our family. Well, and I agree with that. And and I think the WFCA does a great job of including spouses and family. And the oh, way yeah. this thing is run, yeah. I, we just talked to John Hoke. And, Mike, you've been to these before. Yep. I, I kept hearing about it, but what? But I hadn't been to one. And, and the difference is now that I've been to one, it's you see it totally different. It, it, it's truly a celebration of not only the guys going in, but the entire state of Wisconsin and and the WFCA does a great job in, in in this whole event as far as making sure that everybody feels special. My wife felt really special. We're sitting up at the table, and she was like, "What? First of all, we're next to uh, Paul, Chris, and his mom." And my wife's like, "Well, I don't think we should be sitting here." I said, "I mean, neither. We, I don't think we should be either." But they do a great job of including spouses because they understand the importance um, that that our spouse and our family have to the programs that we work with. Well, the WFCA is is unique now. You know, having uh, now having uh, been in Las Vegas for a year, and I, I coached out there for this past year, um, and they have a you know a, a smaller organization, but nothing that compares to the WFCA. I mean, it's it's not even close. The uh, um, the clinic, the point after. Um, the All-State Awards, the Academic All-State, you know, all the things that they do it, just to preserve and um, and enrich the game of football in the state of Wisconsin. I don't think the general public doesn't understand all the things that go into that, but the coaches sure do. Hey, is Dave Keel emceeing this thing tonight? Yes, oh, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. He was working with some of my assistants for stories, and I think they were up till about three a.m. talking about that. Yeah, he he, oh, he he won't remember any story if he's up till three a.m. Bart, you don't have to not. worry. He won't remember any stories. Hey, when when I say I was I was surprised, I wasn't surprised. 
because Dave Keel is so good. But boy, oh boy, he you know what? He can MC a lot of things if he wants to because he was really, really yeah. good at it. And, you know, he even called me to find some stories on you, Bart. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. No, he didn't. I'm only well, kidding. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to stay PG-13. Then we'll- yeah, <laughs> except for if there's a post party. You know that's well, well, yeah, that's different. Yeah, that 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 might be a little bit different. Hey, how do you like living in Vegas? Is that a good uh, good place for you? Well, it's a great fit. Um, I've never been a fan of the winter, um, and my wife had a great opportunity. Uh, and like I said, she's put in so many sacrifices over the years, um, and and she had a great opportunity to do something that she's always wanted to do in a really. Uh, it's kind of a top end situation. Uh, one of the probably the top uh, top elementary or K five schools in the in the Lutheran system nationwide, and um, she's the principal at at Faith, and she had that opportunity, and it was time, you know. And I and I was tired, to be honest with you, because being a head coach now, you know, it, it's year round and it's hard, and you know, and the teaching environment is not great as the way it used to be, um, and I'll, I'll not go any farther than that. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was time for her to, to you know, to, to take off a little bit, and it's been a great move. I'm, I'm teaching part-time, uh, and I'm coaching out uh, at Faith at the high school. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know the, the guys on the staff at Faith, tell, you know, they always tell me I'm the, I'm the guy they aspire to be, you know, being able to be retired and still be, and still be coaching. And, and they're absolutely correct. It's, it's a great situation. Bart, why don't you give our listeners just an idea, you know, all those years uh, here in the state uh, coaching not only high school but at the collegiate level, um, and now you're out in Las Vegas and, and you've got a taste for the, the high school scene out there in football. What are some things that jump out at you, like what's different, what's the same? Well, you, you know, and the, and the differences are, um, I would say the primary one is the amount of contact time we have with players out in Nevada. Um, and to me, and, and I tell people all the time, the rule is that there are no rules. And, and there are rules. Um, you, you can't be padded practicing year-round. But you can be working your kids out, you know, in football-specific activities, which would be, you know, I mean, unlike, you know, in Wisconsin, you have five days during the summer of that, where in Nevada you could be, you can do that virtually year-round if you choose to. And you have spring practice, right, coming up? And and we have spring practice coming up uh, in mid-May that will go for, I I think we're going to go for three days, uh, for three weeks. Um, You know, and they regulate how many days you can pad up with that. You know, because the acclimatization, you know, all those rules are virtually nationwide. Wisconsin was on, you know, the WFCA was was really one of the leaders with this acclimatization, um, which is good, you know, because anything for safety is, is a positive to me. Um, you know, so, I mean, but we have spring, we have spring practice. We're currently practicing twice a week right now, uh, at, at 6 a.m. Um, you know, so it's just, a, and then during the summer, you know, we'll do a workout and then we'll, you know, we'll do an hour, you know, an hour and a half, you know, uh, speed and strength, uh, workout. And then we'll, then we'll kind of, you know, then we can do position specific stuff for a half hour, you know, or team things for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. Hey, hey Bart, Bart, does that, does that burn these kids out a little bit in your eyes? Um, I think, I think it can. Um, the head coach, I work for Vernon Fox. He played in the NFL um, and he is like one of the greatest guys I've ever been around. 
And, and he, he gets that whole part, that component of, you know, keeping the kids fresh. And, you know, and our practices are never longer than 90 minutes. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, because, I mean, if you're a teacher, hey, there's only so much, you know, there's only so much you can, that you can pour into their brain. And then, then they, they revert back to being teenage boys, which, you know, they're thinking about girls, you know. Yeah. So, Even I mean, old guys sometimes yeah. think like that. <laughs> Even Bart, the coaches me, are out there on the field thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah, after we take a nap, then, then it's okay. <laughs> hey, 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 Coach, we got to let you go. We're really well, proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to that uh, Hall of Fame family uh, of the WFCA. Well-deserved, uh, you and your wife and family. And, uh, man, congratulations. Soak it all in tonight, Coach. I, hey, I'm planning on it. I've been told uh, by a number of people. And and, the, and and I think the neatest thing is that, you know, I get to join my dad there. Um, that's awesome. Is, you know, it's, it, that's just an incredible Incredible situation. Yeah, there's no doubt. Bartel, welcome back to the state of Wisconsin, and uh, let us know next time you get in this side of the border, and we'll uh, we'll get you in the studio. Hey, I will, but it, uh, I'm looking for warmer weather next time, though. Oh, you're <laughs> such a wuss. What happened to you? You used to be one of the tough guys. What happened? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm tough when it's 115 <laughs> outside now. Atta boy. Hey, it's good talking to you. All Congratulations, right. Bart. Hey, we'll get to a break. Other side of the break, Doug Sarver will join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider, Big Time Mike McGiver. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Football Coaches Association. Wisconsin Football Coach Association, presented by Raising Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Tom Swiddle, our next guest. He is the president until July. Until July. And uh, he's also the uh, the All-Star Game chairman. He is uh, Doug Sarver, the retired football coach at St. Francis. That's weird to say, man. That is very weird. He's yes. been the football coach there for a while. Um, yeah. How, how long, <laughs> Doug, how long were you the head football coach at St. Francis? 29 years, Mike. How many years? 29. 29. Man, good for you. Good for you. How does it feel? You, you know, this time of year, you start thinking about, okay, August coming up. Are you, nothing, no no problems with it so far, but closer we get might be difficult for you. Well, I tell you, I'm keeping pretty busy with the WFCA and also being at the athletic director at St. Francis now, it's Keeps me pretty busy, so I don't have a lot of time to think about it. No, but it's it, yeah. He'll be he'll still be there, Mike, on Friday nights for games at St. Francis. It's just that he's going to be doing other things I as know. an athletic director, and he, not, he's going to be watching yes. some of it though. Going oh, thinking, yeah. hold on a second, maybe you should run the ball right now, or maybe you know that's coming. <laughs> hey, uh, Doug, the the two year deal on on being the president. Um, this has been a difficult two years. There's been some transition with football conference and things like that. How are you holding up through all this? Great, Mike. It's been a great experience, really. I know it's been tough at times. Um, 
you know, sometimes you have to uh, answer some questions and some concerns, but that uh, comes with the job, and I'm fully aware of that when I took the job. You know, Doug, uh, you know, having done that myself and uh, being, you know, president for a couple of years and being involved in the association as long as I have been, uh, you sort of have different benchmarks for, for guys, you know, things that they deal with. And, and I can honestly say of all the presidents that I've had a pleasure to work with through the years, um, I think you and John Hulk, John with the district plan when that came about, and you with the football-only conference um, stuff, um, probably had the, the hardest uh, things to work with or th- work for um, while president. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely was a challenge. We accepted that challenge in 2017 to do the statewide football conference only restructuring. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things that come with that. You learn a lot more about the state, a lot more about the programs in the state, and, and meet a lot of different people. Uh, one thing that I've, I've said all along is whether you, they agreed, disagreed, or somewhere in between, everyone in the association has been very professional and very respectful during this time. Yeah. And and describe your relationship with the WIAA, Doug. Again, I think under your leadership as president, I, I don't think the, the WFCA and the WIA has ever worked closer, or I'll just say it, have, have had a better relationship than one that currently exists. Well, it's definitely grown through this process. Uh, Wade Lebecki and Dave Anderson, Todd Clark have been involved in somewhat, Wade the most, and uh, we have had nothing but support from them throughout the progress process and we also have given back and exchanged a lot of different views and information and that's something and i like to call it unprecedented what's going on here Uh, i don't think this has ever been this much partnership with the wi by any sports association in wisconsin yeah i think that's really important and and for people to understand that you know like like john hulk and, and tom swiddle talked about a couple of segments ago there was a time where you walked into some of these meetings knowing that no matter what you asked for or said, it, they, they were going to say it's probably not going to happen. And to be able to get to where it's at, and I'm a big Wade Lebecki fan because I think he gets it and he understands it, and he's been on the front lines on some of this stuff. And, and I, I certainly think that you know through your leadership and his leadership, to be able to bring these two organizations a little bit closer together for the common goal. I mean, that's what this is. It's for the common goal and it's for you know, the, the, the members of the WIAA. Now, look, you're not going to make everybody happy. And, and certainly you've realized that, Doug, that there's not everybody's going to love you for this thing. But certainly the, the fact that most people understand the reason behind it is the key. Yeah, it, it, you know, again, they all understand that this is the bigger picture is to do what's best for the state of Wisconsin. And Everybody, even the ones that disagree, will say that, you know, but they're just not happy with their placement, and I understand that. Uh, getting back to uh, Wade and Dave, you know, they were both, they were both football coaches, and, and Wade was president of our association at one time. So they do get it, and they do understand. It makes it a lot easier to work with them. Yeah. Now, Doug, I don't want to get into the football-only conference stuff because uh, our next show in two weeks, you'll actually be sitting in my chair and we will have Wade Lebecki on, and that'll be right before the final vote for 
the football-only conference, and I know you and Wade will have a lot to talk about at that time. But uh, something that you're also in charge of is the All-Star Game, and I'm just wondering if you could give us an update on, on how all the preparations, which, again, is a year-long thing. This, you, know, you don't just start on July 1st, start preparing for the All-Star Game. Um, how has the, the off-season, I'll call it, for the All-Star Game been? Well, of course, we are select, you know, the executive board, we select our coaches in November, head coaches, and then they select their staff from nominations. And then there's the nominations of the players. They'll go through all kinds of film and, and recommendations and evaluation of their players for their teams, and their players are selected by January. And then uh, in March, we have the player fundraising meetings with Children's Hospital. So that's where we're at now. They're in their fundraising part. And if you go to chw.org backslash WFCA, you can check out all of that about the All-Star Games. Doug, give us a, an idea, and, and you know, obviously I know because I've been the head coach in the All-Star Game twice, so I've, I've gone through a couple of those meetings uh, you know, with Children's Hospital, with the fundraising. Um, give our listeners an idea what those meetings um, are about, like what, what happens there. Well, they'll come in, all of the players in the north will meet at one site, and all of the players in the south will meet at another site, separate weekends, and the Children's Hospital will give – their presentation and what the fundraising is all about and how to do it. And then we'll introduce the coaching staffs. And then the coaching staffs and the players will break out to uh, separate rooms and go through the expectations that those staffs have for the players. While uh, the WFCA and Children's Hospital people stay in the theater and answer questions from mom and dad. Hey, um, Doug, one of the young men that was on my basketball team at Greendale Martin Luther is part of this, uh, Darius Crowley-Reed, and uh, he's so excited to be part of this. And he's talked about, you know, the steps and the meetings he's been in and, and some of the guys across the table that, you know, he competed against that he didn't like much. And now he's, you know, hey, they're not such bad guys, coach. And I said, well, now they're on your team, Darius. There's the, there, there's the key. But he's really um, excited and to see it firsthand with a young man that I got a chance to spend time with every day during basketball and to see him, how excited he is to be part of this and wants to just get going. Let's get, come on, let's get, let's put the helmet on, put the pads on and let's go play. Um, but he understands the bigger picture of this whole thing. And I think that you guys have done a great job of make at least this young man and I'm sure others understand that it's more than just this football game that's going to be played. It's all the other things around it, and the bottom line is we're raising money for a great cause. And, and that's right, Mike. And we're really happy to have Darius as part of this team, and it will be probably the best experience of his life until, you know, up to this point. So we are looking forward to having him uh, in June, or I'm sorry, in July, at first week of practice when the players come in and we bring the patients in. We'll bring some of the patients into practices and interact with the players, and that's when they really start to realize what this team is for and why we are fundraising. Well, this, this young man that we're talking about was one of the captains on our basketball team, didn't start, came off the bench, didn't get a ton of time, was probably our sixth or seventh guy, and... Um, he was the guy that was getting up in front of our team down the stretch. We, we as coaches would talk pregame, and then we he'd kick us out. He kicked us out, and he said, okay, I've got, I need two minutes. And he would address the team. And this is the kind of kid that is going to – he will just thrive 
in an environment like this All-Star game, uh, as far as playing, he's a really good player. But all the other things, he will make you guys very proud. He'll be a great ambassador for uh, Wisconsin high school football. Yeah, that's great to hear, Mike. We will. Exactly. You know, and, and what's what's great about this All-Star game experience, and th- there are a lot of Dariuses on that team. You, you know, that, that's the kind of kid who has has risen to the top as both a player and a leader and, you know, is involved in school and, you know, as a kid that, that students look up to. I mean, that's the typical, it seems for me anyway, the, the All-Star uh, player that, that gets picked. So, Hey, Doug, how was, uh, how's practice going? Are you at the practice right now? Yeah, I'm staying outside the McLean Center uh, so I can get better reception. So I've been over at practice, and and then we'll go back in after this interview is done. Uh, you walk up to uh, Coach Chris to let him know that Mike McGivern wants to know who the starting quarterback is, okay? <laughs> in fact, that's one of the things I wanted to go over. I wanted to go over and watch the quarterback today. I wanted to see the, the new freshman and check him out. There you go. Well, a lot you... of, are there a lot of guys there, Doug? A lot of coaches made it, I, I would assume. Yeah, it's pretty crowded. Oh, great. That's great. Good. Hey, th- Doug, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. I'll see you in studio in two weeks. Uh, looking forward to that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tom. Thank Have you, Doug. Day. You got it. Hey, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, Don? Kenzior. Kenzior. I got it. Dad Kenzior from Luck High School. He's going to the Hall of Fame tonight. We're going to talk to Don on the other side. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and leadership development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented it's always by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern alongside. He is uh, the past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member, Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach, our next guest. Big night for him, man. Big yeah. night from Luck High School. He's going into the Wisconsin Hall of Fame uh, tonight. Hey, uh, Don, how you doing today? Doing really well. Thank you. Man, congratulations. What a great honor and award. And uh, I hope that... Uh, that you're going to take this all in tonight and remember every minute of it. Well, I will for sure. I mean, I, when I got selected and was told by John Hulk, I was just elated. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a great honor, and, and I'll represent the WFCA well. Hey, Coach, how long have you – Have are you still coaching at Luck? No, I'm not. I'm retired, and I'm volunteering at uh, Bruce, and I possibly could go back and volunteer. I just – I can't get away from it. I just <laughs> – <laughs> like love the game too much and um, do it for nothing. Hey, did um, how long were you at Luck? I was at Luck twenty six years, and I was head coach there fourteen years. <clears throat> so you were part of the transition to to uh, uh, to, to have Luck go to eight man, correct? That was correct. About seven eight years ago, I do believe we started looking at it because our numbers were going from we started at thirty six couple years before that and then we dropped down to 18 so we knew that we just didn't have the numbers we just didn't have the boys in the lower elementary coming through you know you're understating it just a tad mike not only did he oversee luck getting involved in eight-man football but really don has been the driving force in the state 
for eight man football. He he's been uh, our leader for that. He's involved with the football advisory. He's involved with the executive board. Um, I don't know. You probably had a report out on eight man football at various meetings this, the past two days at the clinic, probably three or four times being asked what's going on. So, I mean, Don's name is synonymous with eight man football in the state. He, he is the man for that. That's, that's awesome. You have to be proud then Don that last year, the WI named their first state champion and Sevastopol um, won that eight-man state championship. It's funny. I do a segment for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and we are up on the quiet side of Door County, and I talked eight-man and talked to their coaches and highlighted their program, and I predicted. it was. I think they were in week seven or eight, and I predicted that they had a chance to win this thing. And they yeah. went they went out and won it, and the guy called me, their coach called me that night. He said, you predicted it. We went and took care of that business for you. And he was so <laughs> happy. He said, Mike, no matter whatever happens in the rest of these kids' lives, they know that they're a state champion, the first ever in eight-man football, and it was really, really cool for them. Yeah, you know, I'm very proud of the progress that we've made in eight-man football. Like six years ago, we only had 16 teams participating in and in 2020 we'll have 48 and we'll jump this year into a 16 team tournament and like you said it was phenomenal to see the first eight man ever be crowned champion i would rather have seen luck they took a runner up <laughs> but we'll see next year they only lose two guys and they're already working pretty hard to, to get back oh it was luck champion. it was luck that they won in that that, that that they beat in that final correct correct yeah, I believe it was thirty-eight to thirty. It was Ooh. a great ball game. That's a low-scoring game for eight-man football, yeah. Don, isn't it? Well, yeah, it really is because I've played in the Jamboree and, and we scored one hundred and ten in one game and we gave up sixty-four. That's why we had to keep scoring. <laughs> that was the year you changed defensive coordinators, wasn't it? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. You know, it not only has. Uh, eight-man football now taking center stage, if you will, for a state championship. But Don also oversaw eight-man football becoming part of the All-Star game situation. Don, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, when we first started uh, eight-man, like I said, six, seven years ago, I uh, took the bull by the horns, and and we started our own eight-man All-Star game. I got a hold of a coach down south. He put a team together. We put a team together. We played at Rice Lake. Then the second year, we went down to uh, Middleton and played a second game, and then that's when I asked the WFCA would be they be interested in having an extra game for the All Star game, and, and they, you know, rolled out the red carpet for us. It was phenomenal what WFCA has done for eight man football, and we've played, I do believe, four four games now at Oshkosh the last four years. You know, it was my first glimpse ever of eight man football. Was that? that first all-star game in Oshkosh, Don. And I just remember being on the sidelines and just, you know, soaking it all in. And, and you know, you, you it, it's football. I mean, and, and Don always says that, you know, this, this is good football, and it is good football. You know, it's just with eight guys rather than 11. And it's just a different game. But, boy, it just looks like fun to play. Hey, and, Don, there's been now the last couple of years, there's been some guys that play an eight-man that have gotten full-ride Division One scholarship guys that are playing all over the state and throughout the country that played eight-man in the state of Wisconsin are now playing 11-man at the next level. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because I've just walked out of the Badger practice and I'm looking at Lodermel from Kansas and I'm looking at Gabe Lloyd. 
from Green Bay, New Luth are both eight-man players, and he'll probably, well, I know Lodermilk for sure will start for the Badgers again this year, and Gabe Lloyd's, I think, second or third on the depth chart at tight end. So, yeah, it's it's real football, and I, I'm kind of biased on it, but, God, I almost feel sometimes you got to be a better athlete in open space to play eight-man football. So just to give our listeners uh, you know, a visual that haven't seen, that hasn't seen eight-man football, um, basically what positions are eliminated from an 11-man game? Well, what's eliminated is your two tackles and your uh, guy in the backfield. I mean, with schools that only have enrollments under 200 and some you know, under 100, it's pretty tough to get you know, a lot of kids out for football. And a lot of times they don't have the bigger athletes out there. So an eight-man game is you're using more quicker guys. You still can use your bigger guys, but, you know, you don't want to really use much of them on defense because it's a wide-open game. Yeah, you're chasing. And the field you play on is reduced. Um, what what are the actual dimensions of an eight-man field? I do believe that it's seven-and-a-half yards in on each sideline. And I don't know the dimensions, what it would be across, but then. So that's a 48-yard width field. Right. Yep. And and that, you play, was it 80 or 100 yards, Don? Well, you can play 80, but to make it easier for playoffs and all that and have neutral sites, they've gone to 100 yards, just like 11, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Don, for, uh, let's get uh, a couple of questions before we get to a break. This uh, this event tonight, where you're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, I, do, do, will you start to think about all the past things that that have gone on in your career and a number of people that have have motivated you and helped you and mold you into the coach that you were? I'm sure that all that has it, 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 things that you're going to think about um, tonight as this event goes on. Well, I've been already thinking about it quite a bit, and it's ironic that one of the assistant coaches that's getting inducted is Jim Harris and I had Jim as my first coach down in Richmond Center and then my second coach was Bill Forrester from uh, River Falls yep. and he's also getting inducted to the, tonight too so it kind of came full circle and, and I can't wait to see those guys and and just reminisce about the past yeah there is a lot of coaches and I've got you know many congratulations you know from them at the clinic and, and it's just an honor well, Coach, uh, again, congratulations. Um, enjoy this event tonight, and uh, it, it just is is it, it certainly is a highlight uh, to a great career. And and we thank you uh, from this show for everything you've done for eight man football. And like you said, it's real football. If you don't think it's real football, go try to play it, because yeah, I'll man. tell you what, you're going to get hit, and you're going to understand it's real football. It's just on a little bit of of a smaller field. But these kids give every every bit as much sweat equity into their programs as guys that play eleven man. Well, I appreciate the only compliments and that, and I will still get in everything tonight. That's excellent. Thank you so Thanks, much, Don. Coach. Yep. Good luck Thanks, tonight. Mike. Thanks, Tom. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Tony Biola, past president. He uh he's got the combine coming up. He does. What's the dates on that? April twenty seventh. And, and, we'll, and we'll be there, we'll right? We'll be out there, I, I'm hope, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You remember that one year it didn't go so well because we didn't – something happened with our equipment. But, yeah. yeah, the last few years we've been out there, and we definitely – it's a great event for us. 
to watch it. I like it when the 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 big offensive linemen go walking out. <laughs> the big hosses. The big hogs are all <laughs> man. There are some big boys at that thing, and we will talk with uh, Tony on the other side of the break. This is the pick and save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the WFCA show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Tom, before we get to our next guest, uh, there's a new restaurant opening up, Highway 100 National, called Blaze Pizza. It's called Blaze's. And uh, tell you what, man, I love the people that run it. And locally owned, operated, West Dallas restaurant. Anyone who visits, it opens on Monday, April 1st. But if you visit on the 5th from 1030 to 9 p.m. and you follow the brand on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you're going to receive a free build-your-own pizza. So don't forget, grab a freshly made salad, a uh, orange lemonade, or certainly the pizza. They got a lot of desserts too. I gotta stay away. Maybe I'll try the pizza, but I gotta stay. I'll away. I'll start but, a diet a week from now. Yeah, a week from now. Uh, again, April. They open up on April first, Highway 100 National, um, and April 5th from 10:30 to 9 p.m. If you follow the brand on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, you get a chance to uh, to receive a free build your own pizza. And uh, make sure you head over there. Awfully good food. And uh, it's a really nice, beautiful new location, Highway 100 and National. Hey, our next guest. Combine's coming up, huh? Oh, boy, is it ever. Yeah, you don't think he's busy doing this, do no, you? No, no, he's got nothing going on. Tony Biolo, past president. <laughs> he's just sitting in a chair just waiting for the combine to happen, yeah. I'm sure. He's a coach of Wisconsin Rapids. Coach, how you been? Good, good. Man, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time. So let's talk dates. When When is the combine? Uh, Saturday, April 27th. At Sussex Morning. Hamilton? At Sussex Hamilton, yep. Uh, we will kick it off uh, 8 o'clock. The big boys come in, all five <coughs> line and the defensive line. And uh, they, start at, they start at 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock is their registration. Then we just stagger uh, the registration for the rest of the groups all the way through the day. Linebackers are next at 10, running backs 11.30. Wide receivers, DBs at one, and the quarterback tight ends wrap it up at two thirty. Boy, you always let those pretty boys come in late, huh? You let them sleep in a little bit. They do. They gotta. They gotta look good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and then they're pretty fortunate. They get uh, Coach Tricky comes in and does a little bit of quarterback work with them at the end too. How many? Uh, what's the numbers this year, Coach? Uh, right now we're at we're just around five hundred. Um, so we we usually get a surge right after the state football clinic, which we just finished up with. So we reminded the coaches at the clinic, um, you know, to get their kids registered for the combine because we usually cap it about 600. So I would say within another week or so, it'll be capped up. That'll be it. And and Tony, are you, uh, a decision was made after last year's combine to sort of restructure the players that come. So, Current yeah. freshmen to be sophomores were eliminated from being able to sign up for the combine. Um, I'll let you, you know, give the reasoning for yeah. that. But are you surprised that our numbers are still so big and we've eliminated, you know, an entire an entire group that in the past has participated? I am. I'm, you know, pleasantly surprised. I wasn't. I really wasn't sure. Um, out of the recommendations from the college coaches that we were getting, you know, they. It's a great experience for those younger kids, but they just all said there's time for those guys, and 
they, the college guys weren't getting as much out of the seeing the younger kids. They really wanted to see a few more seniors, a few more juniors that they, you know, or this year's sophomores, this year's juniors, next year's juniors and seniors. So they, they really could view some people and, you know, get some plans made. So we did. We made the decision to eliminate those incoming sophomores. Um, and, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what the numbers would be. I thought, you know, maybe we'd be between 450, 500, but we're right back to where we normally were. So, I get, you know, it works out. It's working out great. The college guys are going to get to see a few more. You know, we're going to be able to put a few more Wisconsin kids on the map with, with colleges and make some connections there. Tom, you know what I like about, about that is this is a really successful combine. And right. it has been for the last couple of years really successful. Yet you guys are still looking at ways to tweak it to make it better. And I love the idea of not of eliminating that age. They still have three years to get involved. Right. Right. They they still can get involved. It's right. just gonna they're gonna have to sit this one out. And to be able to get other kids, sophomore, junior, seniors, to get a chance to be seen and get a chance to be put on the map like Tony just talked about. Look, even though the, the thing has been really successful, you're looking at ways to make it even better, which I really commend. Well, and one of the things that, uh, you know, and this is a compliment to Tony, you have to understand something about, about Tony. He is perhaps the most organized man I know. I'm not kidding you. If, <laughs> really? you, if he had any task, I mean, it's going to be done really, really well. And the combine is a reflection of that. But what I really like about Tony is the fact that, you know, he makes those connections with the college coaches. He asks them, what do you think? Right. You know, a lot of guys don't do that, right? I mean, they're not going to take that extra step. And, you know, Tony has built this thing up where we'll get about 100 college coaches. They're yeah. live, you know, at the combine. We've had – we have players that will come in – and get offers right there right that there. day. Yep, from you know from the college coaches that attend. Hey, yeah. Tony, what kind of response do you get from most of these guys? And now that the template is set, um, a lot of these guys that come every year, this they plan on being here. Are you able to get some guys that in the past might not have come to understand the importance of getting to this combine? Yeah, it's, I mean the college guys. They it's on their it's on their map. They're calling us and trying to figure out when when it's going to be, and we we get that date out to those guys well ahead of time. I know last year we had to move it up a week, um, and there was a few guys that actually ended up moving their spring game to Friday night so they could fly in Saturday morning just to see you know see our kids and get get a look at them. And Tom's right. I mean every year kids will walk away either walk away with scholarships in, in hand, you know, or, or new offers that weren't weren't even on the radar prior to or within the week afterwards. There's always between five and seven new scholarship offers that are that are put out there for guys. And Tony, can you think again, you're you're much more involved in this than I am, but I don't know any other state that does this. I mean that that is run by a state organization that you know, is is taking the time and effort to put together a combine. Now, there's a lot of combines that are out there that, yep. you know, they can pay big money to go to right. with the supposed, you know, you're going to get looked at. But right. I, can you think of any other states that do it the way we do? Because I'm not aware of any. No, there. I, I I'm not aware of any. I know Minnesota. I've talked to Minnesota, the Minnesota Coasters Association, and talked to the Michigan guys. Now I know. Uh, Coach Brunner, when he was at the national convention, had made some connections, and those guys were asking him just a lot of different things about our association. I mean, from banquets to, to how we do everything. 
um, and they, they inquired on the combine. So we've talked to them. I mean, there's people that are trying to do what we're doing, but I mean, I think ours has been, been well-established and it does, you know, I would, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, it's because of our state coaches. It's, I mean, it's the endorsement from statewide from the coaches that send the kids there. And then, and then we have just uh, a ton of state coaches that come down and volunteer their day yeah. just to run those kids around and, and contribute to that. And I think that's a credit credit to our association. It's a credit to our coaches. And just, it tells you where our coaches hearts are at because they're, they're all about the kids. You know, I always Who's traveled the farthest to get here? You know, I, I love looking at that. I mean, we've got guys that come in, players from Superior, and we get college coaches that are four or five states away that will make that a destination place to come. And, again, I, I just I think that's wonderful, and it's exactly what we want to get out of our combine. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Tony, does the April 27th date work out for most college coaches? Again, you, you had talked about last year – um, there's a couple that it, it made it a little bit difficult on April 27th is, is a better date. It is. Yep. That, that last, last weekend in April tends to be better for them. Most of them have their spring game that week before. Um, I think there was one, one college actually ended up moving their dates back, but I know they're trying, they're working on a Friday night date also. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, we expect to have just as many, if not more college coaches and colleges represented this year now, uh, as we have had in the past. Yeah, if you, if you're thinking about uh, having have if you're a coach thinking about having some of your kids get involved in this, you need to get going now. They have 500 signed up. They're going to cap it off at 600. And like Tony said, after the clinic, a lot they they're going to fill that up fairly quickly. Go to the WFCA website. All the information you need is on that website uh, to get these kids lined up. What's the cost involved, Tony? Uh, I believe it is 60 bucks. Sixty or seventy dollars for the combine, and then we offer our, our uh, online profile also with that that they could they can enroll with. And that's a hundred dollars. That's that's an extra hundred, yeah. Yeah, and that gets them all the information. Gets college coaches from all over the country all oh, the information on these kids. Yeah. Hey, I'm going right. to get there early enough this year to get one of those shirts. I every right, year. That's right. That's right. Hey, get, <laughs> hey, get get one of those big boy sizes put aside because every year I get there and it's like, oh, we just ran out. So I'm going to show up that's the right. night before and I'm going <laughs> to sleep off, sleep outside and uh, see if I can get my hands on one of those shirts because those are nice shirts that you guys hand out to these guys. You bet. All right, we'll save one for you. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. He is Tony Biolo. He is uh, again WFCA Combine Chairman. He, does a great job. If you've not been there's a last year there are a lot of parents and spectators oh, yeah. at that thing, just kind of hanging out. And uh, I think they were there because Tom and I do the show there. I but think so. I don't. I, I got to <laughs> believe none of them were there for that. Tony, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. Let's get to a break. Other side of break. We'll wrap this up. I'm yeah. going to talk to you a little bit about all the things we've talked about in a nutshell. All going on at WFCA. And you know what? We haven't visited for a while why we do this show. Right. And uh, let's uh, let's touch on that before we get out of here. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stake Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I got your number, I got your back. When your back's against the wall, you mess with one man. Got a song. The boys are fall. 
You know why I picked this song, right? I do. Yeah, I watched the video. All the, my, I had two family members when I was put in that videotaped, and that, that I didn't know the song. I'm not a country western yeah. guy. Don't didn't know the song. Went back and looked at it, and I watched the video. Well, if you watch the video, it's hard not to tear up. I I, I was just gonna say that. I I the first time I heard the song, I was like, "Who does this song? You right. know what you dummy, don't you?" And I went and watched the video, and I was the exact same way. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm crying. Yeah, because it's really, it, it, it says a lot about that group. Yeah. You know, the group of players that go, go to war together and, what you know, what was said in the beginning of that. You know, the coach that was Sean in, Payton. Sean Payton was in yeah. the locker room saying, look, what I wouldn't give to put the uniform on with you boys one more time and understand how important Friday nights are. Yeah. And they, it goes quick. It goes quick. It does. Yeah. It, hey, the reason we do this show, Coach, and, and we talked about it a few years ago, but we haven't really, um, a number of years ago, I don't know if this is year five, year six. I think six, it's year five, Year perhaps, five. Yeah. And you came to me and said, look, I believe, and nobody else, there's a handful of us that believe this, that football's never been safer. Look, it's a, it's a violent sport. There's going to be injuries. But what the, what the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association is doing to, to prevent as many injuries as we can is really mind-blowing, and nobody's telling the story. And I appreciate you walking in my front door here. You called me and said, I got an idea I want to talk to you about. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was taking summers off there for a bit. Yeah, you were. Yeah, thanks for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding because this is a really important show, and I, I get more response from the things that you guys do outside of – August to to November, you know that what the WFCA stands for and the things that you guys spearhead is incredible. And I don't know if if other outlets tell the story the way we do, but boy, we do highlight, promote, and celebrate the WFCA through this thing. We do, and and just the value of football, and you know it's under attack. It still is. I mean, you know, five years ago when you and I talked about the idea of having a, a radio show. Um, football was was under attack. It still is, and it's like if they, you know, if, for every media outlet that's going to say something about football, you know, um, hey, there's a, another side to that that never gets an opportunity to say anything. You know, right. when, I, when somebody like like Barack Obama, a man who I respect, I mean, I think he was a great president, and I really do. And but you know. If I had sons, I don't know if if I would let them play football. Well, you know what? That's a speculation because you don't have sons, right? So you don't know what you would say, correct? If your son wanted to play football, you know what? I was listening to a different national radio show, and this and and the one announcer they had a guest on, and the announcer was talking kind of the same way. You know what? I have a son. I'm not going to allow him to play football. Their their guest said, "Look, I have to tell you something. I'm 28 years old." And I played football. I played football all the way through high school. And I was never the best player in the field. I got on the field. I got to play. But it has molded and it has shaped who I am today. And let me tell you why. And he went into a five. I wish I could find it. Right. Coach, because we would play it on this show. He said from from learning how to lose, from learning how to win, from being a teammate, from being a good teammate to a bad teammate, to understand what it's like to come through those locker room doors as a unit after we've beaten on each other all week. Yeah. Now we get to do that on somebody else. 
And to, to, to do that as a group of young men, he goes, it was the most important thing my parents did to allow me and make me, because I didn't want to play. They made me go play for a year to see how I liked it. And he just completely went against the guy that he was with. Yeah. And, and he was the guest. The other guy ran the show. And he said, you're totally wrong. And and he said, oh, he in, in a different state, I think, he, I think he was in Pennsylvania. And he said, look, that what's going on right now with youth football under attack, as you talked about, is look, look at the group that you're going to go play with or for yeah. and find out if they understand the importance of not hitting every practice, yeah. of not going long two a days and all of that. And the guy was on fire for, for one of the reasons he is who he is today was because of youth and high school football. Yeah. Three weeks ago, Doug Sarver and I spoke. The Green Bay Packers put together a youth forum, and we're actually going to have some people from that forum on the show later in the season. But um, there was over 45 youth organizations from around the state at this thing, and it was just open dialogue. Wade Lebecki spoke. Um, there's a doctor who's going to be on the show um, who spoke that, you know, the other side of the concussion thing. And, you know, um, and there is an awareness. If nothing else – you know, the, the media tax has made football more aware of marketing and, how you know, what do you do to, to keep the sport in the forefront and get people interested in, you know, continuing to play and so on. But uh, there's just some really exciting things going on out there. And, and one thing that Wade Lebecki always points out, and he does a great job with numbers, as you know. Yes. And, and Wade said, you know, football participation is down, but so is the general population – of high school age kids, you know, so the, you know, football participation has always been in the nine to 10% area. So like if a school has a thousand students, you know, 10% of those kids are probably playing football. Right. right? And, you know, that has been consistent for the last 16 years, you know, but what's happened is there's fewer kids in high school. So the numbers are down, but the the percentage playing is still the same. No, I've never heard that. Right. But nobody does. Why no. Why would somebody who wants to hammer football say that, right. right? And think of all the guests we've had, Mike. We've had some great guests on the show, doctors and, you know, people who have done research and things, given the other side of the story, you know, and, you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing that this show is about. You know, and, and I tell this, and, and I've never asked you if it's okay, so maybe I'll ask you this on the air, but I'll say, look, Coach Swiddle has a son and a daughter. Son's played football his whole life. He, he played high school. He was a quarterback. He got hit a lot. Daughter was a Division One soccer player. She got concussions, couldn't play. He He's never had one. Right. And this is a kid who was on the front line. Yeah. And he was all of about, you know, six foot, about a buck 50. Yeah. You know, six foot maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now he's, well, he's, yeah, he's about 5'11, 168 now, and he's his he, third year of college. Man, so. He's getting thick. Yeah, he that is. young boy's getting yeah. thick. But he's. You know what? He he took a lot of hits yeah. running your offense as a quarterback, right? And he was never afraid to stick his nose in there no. ever. But your daughter played soccer. Yeah, nobody talks about that, right? Nobody well, because a, it doesn't support the media kind of you know picture they want to paint about. It's like if they have nothing to talk about, let's hammer football, right? And that's the thing that that gets me personally. Well, I know you hate the guy, but fake news right there, man. <laughs> I know. Hey, I really uh, appreciate this. So you will not be with me in two Correct. weeks. In two weeks. Doug Sarver, where Doug are you going to be? I'm going to be at the Michigan Tech spring game watching my son play. How's he doing? He's doing really well. Yeah, has he got a chance? He'll play a little bit? Oh, yeah. 
What defense? He's a cornerback now. He is. Yes. He went from quarterback to corner. Yeah, now he gets been, to hit people. Now he gets to hit people. Yeah. Man, tell him I said hi. I will definitely yeah. do that. Excellent. This has been uh, this has been a great kickoff to every other week. We'll do the uh, WFCA show and. Uh, next week, I'm bringing nine seniors in for Martin Luther basketball. Oh, that'll That's be That's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, they'll all come in. A couple of these guys don't like talking much, but a couple <laughs> a couple of them do. So, And then we're going to talk. We're going to do baseball every other week alongside the WFCA show. Thanks for listening. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.